welcome beautiful soul to the Weaving the Wild podcast. In this space, we are reclaiming and remembering the wildish wisdom and knowledge that lies deep within our bones and reconnecting to those parts of ourselves that are both ancient and familiar. We talk about it all, awakening our collective wildness and dropping back into our bodies honoring our cyclical rhythms, connecting to our roots, embracing our intuitive nature, and living embodied within the feminine. I'm Rachel Hodgins, and I'm honored to be walking this path beside you. Let's dive in. Hey, lovely. Before we dive into today's new moon episode, I want to invite you to feel into your connection to the sacred, to source, to the energies that weave within you and around you, into connecting you to this rich and animate earth. How much time do you carve out simply for connection? And how does your relationship to the deeper currents of energy surrounding you look and feel It's very easy in our fast-paced world to get caught on the hamster wheel, so to speak, and to struggle to get off, to place our feet on solid ground again and to re-tether, re-center ourselves, to unplug from the frenetic energy of the day or the week or the month and tune back into the vast tapestry which you are really a part of. And so right now, I want you to imagine yourself in a space where you can do just that. It's a soft and sacred space. A space where you can take your hands off the wheel just for a little while. Where there's nothing for you to do but simply be. A space where there's no expectation, no requirement of you, but to arrive and let yourself experience, reconnect, and remember this is the space that I want to invite you into my love I want to invite you to wild kin wild kin is a three-month ceremonial container where we arrive in sacred space together we gently drop into the realms within us and around us that go mostly unseen and untapped in our modern daily lives where you get to soften and melt into the present moment and allow yourself to be guided into blissful expansive journeys all you have to do is show up close your eyes and settle in wild kin is spacious and simple just the way i like it it is three ceremonial journeys intentionally crafted by me which unfold over three months together There's nothing that you need to do other than sign up, tune in, and experience. I want you to let this be easy. And it's starting really soon. Our first ceremony kicks off the day after this beautiful new moon in Aquarius. We'll be gathering on February 2nd, which is the day of Lamas or Lunasaur. This is the first harvest festival within the Wheel of the Year, and it marks the beginning of autumn and the Earth's shift toward the darker half of the year, which makes me so excited because I couldn't imagine a more potent time to journey together, especially given our theme 
that will be carrying us through our three months together, which is attune and commune. We're going to attune to the subtle currents of energy, to the rhythms that drop us deep into communion with the wisdom of the earth, of our bodies, of our ancestors, of our soul's desires, to attune to our sense of place, attune to our senses and our true belonging and untapped potential. It's going to be so delicious, so magical. I cannot wait to begin. As I said, we kick off on February 2nd and we'll be gathering in that afterglow of this beautiful new moon that is approaching and upon the sacred day of Lunasaur. And you can join us. You can sign up via the link in the show notes. I've made sure to make this as accessible as I can. So you can either pay in full if that's the way you roll, or you can sign up with a payment plan and pay monthly over our three months together. Follow your heart. Choose whatever works best for you, my love. If you have questions, just reach out and trust If your cells are waking up, if your entire body is listening to this, there is a place for you here. I can't wait to see you amongst our wild kin and I'll be with you in ceremony very soon, my love. And now on with the show. Okay, hello beautiful one and welcome back to the Weaving the Wild podcast. I'm your host, Rachel. I'm a feminine embodiment mentor and cyclic living guide. And this episode that you're listening to is all about the upcoming Aquarius new moon, which is taking place here in Australia on Tuesday, the 1st of February at 4.46 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Oh, mama. (laughs) I know I talk up what must seem like every moon, it's hard not to. It's it's not an accident that each energy feels so potent because it's not an accident the way that each energy weaves its way into the collective and into our lived experiences. This energy simply is. It shifts and maneuvers its way. It tells a story. Each moon, each energy building on the last, each transition bringing another layer a deeper growth and evolution in its own special way, right? And we have had some pretty intense and potent energies at work over the last few months. And now here we are at the Aquarius new moon. Now Aquarius is the wayseer, the innovator, the radical thinker, the visionary of the zodiac. It's a powerful air sign that teaches us that our reality is only limited by the confines of our own thoughts, vis-a-vis our conditioned beliefs, our learned patterns and ways of thinking. Aquarius rustles feathers. It comes to blow out the cobwebs of the old, the obsolete, the structures which no longer serve or support the best vision for the future. Aquarius bellows the winds of not even just change, but reformation. It invites us to consider a whole new way of thinking. It asks us to question anything that we assume to be truth or quote unquote normal, simply because we've never known or seen anything different. 
This new moon is a powerful invitation to clear out the old, to break through the status quo in your life and breathe deeply into a bigger, brighter, truer vision. Now, there's a few things to know about this new moon, though, which I think can really help to understand and feel into what's going on here. So we have the new moon itself, obviously, the spark of a new cycle, a clean slate, new beginning. And this new moon is made all the more powerful by the fact that it's also the mark of the lunar new year. So this brings an even bigger energy to this theme of new beginnings. So the Lunar New Year is observed across different cultures and it's traditionally a time of fresh starts, right? A lot like our calendar New Year on the 1st of January. And in the days leading up to the Lunar New Year, people often clear out their homes. They declutter and bring in fresh energy. It's also a time to embrace the energy of forgiveness and to move forward right? With new positive mindsets, with fresh inspiration. So it's highly likely around the days leading up to this new moon, within the days of the dark moon, that you might feel quite inspired to get your shit together. (laughs) In particular, like focusing around the home. So getting the house in order, clearing out the clutter, you know, take those bags to the op shop that have sat in your car for months. Tick off the list of things that you've been meaning to do around the house and just generally get your surroundings organized. And this has a twofold effect. It brings an element of completion and it's creating space for something new. And this energy, all of the decluttering and fresh energy is very much It's a a tangible way to engage with the saying, out with the old, in with the new, right? Which is very much the energy of this time of year when we talk about the Lunar New Year. So if you're feeling it, lean in, make the most of it, allow things to come to completion, allow loose ends to be tied up and create space, a clean slate, right? To call in something new to call in your next iteration. On top of it being the Lunar New Year, there's also a few planetary energies which are really activating this new moon. And this is where it gets interesting because I'd like to draw your attention to the planets of Saturn and Uranus. So both of these planets are active under this Aquarius new moon and both of these planets are intrinsically connected to Aquarius. Uranus is Aquarius's ruling planet. It's the planet of change, awakening, rebellion, reformation, much like Aquarius itself, right? And then we have Saturn, which happens to be Aquarius's traditional ruling planet. In other words, Aquarius used to be ruled by Saturn, but in modern astrology, this has changed to Uranus. Saturn is the planet of responsibility, of rules and structure and boundaries. And this might sound like the opposite energy of Aquarius and Uranus, and in many ways it is, but it's important to understand that much of Aquarius's energy centers around the collective, the community, society, right? Saturn governs societal rules and structures, which is not a bad thing in and of itself. Saturn teaches responsibility, including our responsibility to one another. 
This is why we have rules, right? And laws, societal expectations. It also includes our responsibility to future generations, our responsibility to act in accordance to our values and to ensure that we leave the world better than how we found it. Now, Aquarius is the humanitarian of the zodiac and it is very much concerned with our societal systems and structures because it seeks whatever is going to serve society most. It's just that usually this is found by breaking form from tradition and crafting new untapped approaches. Aquarius is very good at breaking down old paradigms and bringing outdated modalities, systems, and structures to their knees. And it doesn't do this just because, it does so in order to make way for something better. Something better for all, not just a select few. Alrighty, so two quite different planetary energies and both bringing their own influence to this new moon. So let's dive into that a little deeper and look at what that can mean for us, this new moon. Let's start with Saturn. So again, the word that keeps coming up a lot within the context of this new moon for me is responsibility. This new moon, we actually find the sun and the moon hanging out quite close to Saturn in the sky. So these energies are really feeding into one another at the moment. And Saturn asks us to really commit to what matters most to us. Aquarius summons our inner truth and sovereignty. Saturn asks us to commit to it, to that deep inner knowing and to take responsibility for it. If you want the world to be different, you need to be different. If you want to change something in your life, you need to change it. And that starts with getting clear on what exactly it is that you want, not what others want, and not what you've been taught to believe you want, but to anchor deep, to tune in and honor your authentic truth, to honor where it is your soul says yes to honor the values that you feel most true and important to you. Saturn asks us to take responsibility for our thoughts and actions and see that we use them in a way that honors and contributes to the life and the world (laughs) that we desire, that we wish to see. A few other things about Saturn. It is possible, with Saturn being so present, this new moon, that you may be forced to confront something you've been avoiding or you've been trying really hard not to deal with. Saturn is the hard task master and he delivers the lessons that we need in order to grow, not necessarily the ones that we want, but the ones that we need. Think of them as reality checks and just know that he he doesn't throw anything at you that you're not ready to handle. But wherever Saturn is present, there is a deep opportunity for growth. And when I say growth, I actually am not always envisioning like the big expansive growth, like picturing a tree and its limbs and branches and leaves growing further. Sometimes growth is a deepening and as though the roots grow deeper and spread wider. So you're anchored even more. The second thing to know and this feels especially relevant for the new moon, is that Saturn is Lord of time. 
It's chronos energy. And in some instances, that can feel challenging and uncomfortable because Saturn's influence often means things aren't going to move or be happening as quickly, right, as our fast-paced minds and our desires want them to. It can often feel like a pressure cooker because we're kind of along for the ride, but all of a sudden we find out that it's it's a long-haul trip and we often just wish it would hurry up so we can get off and move on. Saturn will often push us to our limits. But Saturn has wisdom for us that can only be revealed with the investment of time. Saturn brings the gift of longevity and perseverance. And this, in reality, I think is going to be one of the really powerful gifts within this new moon. This new moon is an incredible opportunity to set your sights on your long-term goals and visions because Saturn is bringing strong cosmic support to the longevity of your desires and is helping to see that they've got the legs to go the distance. All you've got to do is commit. And on that note, before I jump to what Uranus is going to be bringing to this new moon, I do want to touch on the fact that Mercury, tricksy little Mercury, who's been in retrograde, also in the sign of Aquarius, and which we touched on last moon, Mercury will be stationing direct a few days after this new moon. So Mercury retrograde is a time when we're called to consider our subconscious beliefs. All of our subconscious thought patterns come to the surface in order to be looked at and reviewed. So this is a time of pause, a time of reflection rather than action. Things can feel like they've slowed down during this time. But once Mercury stations direct again, the energy generally opens up once more. And I think this is helpful to understand in relation to our new moon. It's highly likely that you'll feel the insights landing under the dark, fertile new moon, but you might not feel the inclination or feel the energy build and lead you into action until a couple of days later, once Mercury kicks into gear and stations direct, which will be on February 4th. In other words, this new moon is a powerful time to set intentions, particularly long-term goals and visions. And Mercury stationing direct a few days later might mark the point where you can begin to take action. Alrighty, still with me? (laughs) There's a lot going on. Let's look at Uranus under this new moon, which is Aquarius's ruling planet. Now, Uranus is rather interesting, this new moon. There's a few dynamics going on here, and I don't want to overwhelm you too much with astrological jargon, but it does help to understand how these energies play out. So just move with me here. So this new moon, the sun and the moon are squaring Uranus in the sign of Taurus. So put simply, while the sun and the moon are sitting out in Aquarius, Uranus is sitting in the sign of Taurus and the way that these planetary bodies are aligning will be creating tension. So what does this mean? What's that going to look like? Well, given that the energy of Taurus is also in the mix here, it might be that you're called to look at the places in your life where you're holding on to the status quo or to the ways of old simply because they feel familiar. Taurus likes safety and security, and it can get set in its ways because of this. 
Uranus and Aquarius want to question these ways to ensure that you're not stagnating and you're not disengaging from your own power to grow and evolve and make things better. So the tension might come through as some form of discomfort. You might come face to face with some areas in your life which you've been willfully ignoring or trying to pretend don't matter when in actual fact they do matter and they're things which don't serve you deep down and they probably haven't for a while. But it's just been easier to continue in the same old pattern rather than decide to change. Aquarius creates change. So does Uranus and Uranus is really stoking that fire even further and poking you and prodding you in the areas that you need to be paying attention and creating that change. The other side of this or something else which will kind of be enhancing the power of this new moon is this beautiful harmonious relationship between Uranus and Jupiter our planet of expansion. And again, this all comes back to our beliefs, our willingness to believe in a reality, like in our potential for something better, something greater, something more. So while we have these two sides, I suppose these different dynamics moving around Uranus at the moment, on the one hand, there's tension in the areas that need change. There's also on the flip side of that, an opening, like a cracking open to infinite potential, right? Jupiter is our planet of expansion. There are no barriers. There are no restrictions or boundaries. So when we think about out with the old, in with the new, we're really being called to release the old, constrictive, restrictive, limiting beliefs, often that aren't ours. They're more likely been something that we've absorbed from society or been handed and inherited most likely from previous generations, we're letting that shit go and we are opening to possibilities that have yet been untapped, unseen in our world, in our reality before. So while there's some areas of tension overall, and I'm sure, you know, there'll be places where we're challenged, but I mean, such as the very nature of Aquarius, we're talking about breaking through our currently limiting beliefs. And that's no small thing, right? (laughs) But on the whole, this new moon holds so much supportive energy. This moon wants us to see the crap. You know, all the beliefs that don't belong to us, all the inherited narratives that have shaped how we show up in the world and what we believe the world to be. This moon wants us to get clear, to be able to differentiate what's ours, what's our truth, what's our desire and what we wish to see in our lives and in the world around us. This moon wants you to commit to that. Aquarius teaches you to stand in your truth It calls you to stand in your sovereignty, no matter how much the old world rails against it. Aquarius reminds us that nothing changes when nothing changes. And the energy of the collective is fed by every single one of us who make up the collective. We each contribute to the collective consciousness in our own unique way. We feed the whole and then the whole in turn feeds us. We just have to be mindful of this fact and take responsibility, right? And commit to the energy that you wish to embody and contribute to the world. Okay, let's look at a couple of ways to work with and engage with this new moon energy. Number one, 
tidy house, tidy mind. I'm really feeling this is important. <laughs> Aquarius energy can, it can bring a rush of ideas. It can usher in like not just the desire that's probably possibly been there for a little while already, but it can really kind of raise that desire to a higher level and bring forth the clarity on how to enact the change required in our lives, how to actually act on it. And this new moon is going to bring this on even more. So in order to set yourself up for success, you're going to want a clear and fertile bed in which you can plant your seeds for the future. Clutter and disorder create stagnancy and blockages within the energy of our homes and therefore our lives. It's difficult to call in change and newness when our worlds are already chock full of stuff. And that goes for both physical possessions and the energy that they hold, right? A cluttered home or environment can often translate to clutter in the mind. So in the days leading up to this new moon, to the days of, of the dark moon, which is also an important time of release, you might like to literally do a big declutter. And maybe you did this over the new year period. If you did, I invite you to do it again. <laughs> go back through like with a fine tooth comb, let go, clear out, allow yourself to see the bones again, right? Just how much are you really holding onto that is taking up space and blocking the things that you wish to call in? And remember, letting go doesn't have to be seen as losing something. It's simply a completion. It's a perfectly natural and necessary thing. Also, kind of a side note, this energy is super aligned with the fact that this new moon is taking place around Lummis or Lunasaur here in the Southern Hemisphere. So Lummis is the first of three harvest festivals that we have within the wheel of the year and it marks the beginning of autumn. So you might like to approach your decluttering and clearing of your home as a harvest, so to speak. Taking what you need from all that's grown in your life in recent months and allowing the rest to fall away in order to clear the field right for the next planting the next crop the next season of growth and nourishment we wouldn't be planting crops with the remnants of last year's crop right so there's lots going on at this time in fact this new moon literally occurs back to back with the celebration of lamas we have our new moon on the Tuesday, the 1st, and Lamas is on Wednesday, the 2nd of Feb. I have a whole episode on the energy and the traditions around Lamas. It's a festival associated with the Earth's seasonal shifts. So I will link that in the show notes as well. And if you're on my email list, I'll be sending you out a free downloadable guide for Lamas that has journal prompts, practices and rituals, and just, again, the overall energy um, of the, the day as well. So make sure you're signed up before Monday, the 31st of January, if you want to receive that as well. Again, I'll pop the link for that in the show notes so you can sign up nice and easily. But essentially, point one is to clear your home in order to create spaciousness, not only around you, but within you. Okay, point number two is to cultivate an 
inner stillness and quiet. Things might get noisier than usual right about now. As with every moon, it's important to remember that you're not the only one experiencing these energies. Aquarius is inviting you to connect to your inner truth, to let go of the beliefs and limiting thoughts that you've absorbed from others and the world around you, and to start emitting your own frequency of truth and letting that ripple into your life and beyond. And that's beautiful, right? But given that this energy is affecting everyone in their own unique way, it's likely that things are going to get quite noisy as the people around you are activated into their truth as well. This is some powerful air energy at work. A lot of cognitive wheels are kicking into gear. So it's important to remain grounded and to be able to differentiate what's yours and what's not. To do this, practice cultivating stillness and creating quiet within Spend some time alone. <laughs> Meditation is going to be a really powerful ally. It always is when we have a strong air energy afoot. Meditation helps us to not necessarily silence the mind, but to direct its energy, to give it something to focus on when it would otherwise be running wild. Meditation helps us to calm the chaos and to soothe the frayed edges so that we can drop back into our bodies, back into the present and connect with that deep truth that's patiently sitting there within us, waiting for us to return over and over. So create an inner stillness and quiet as much as possible at this time, purely to be able to anchor into what's yours, so that when you are facing and receiving what everyone else is putting out, you can see it for what it is, which is theirs, not necessarily yours. And finally, number three is to stretch your imagination when setting your intentions. And this seems to be a theme that I've been sharing a lot throughout these recent moon episodes. But again, it's no coincidence. It's not an accident. This is the energy building upon itself, guiding us. It's pointing us in the direction in which to focus our energy, right? And so this new moon, with the support of Aquarius, the Wayseer, the creative change maker, the radical visionary, push yourself to the edges of those intentions that you're setting for yourself. In fact, I invite you to dare to see what's on the other side of that ledge. We are creatures of habit. More often than not, the intentions that we set, the vision that we're calling in tends to be kind of around the same themes and the same thing. And we tend to call it in in much of the same way, right? More often than not, our goals or intentions are one form or other of the same thing that we set ourselves last time. <laughs> but what about pushing that vision just a little more? What would that look like? What would that feel like for you? What if you felt into your vision or intention, that one that you've held for so long, and rather than just kind of going into autopilot and writing the same thing or, or feeling into the same thing, what if you actually walked right up to its edge and dared to peek at what's beyond it? And when you get there, I invite you to glance behind you 
Can you see all the ways that you've held yourself back? Can you see how you sell yourself short? How you sell your vision short by trying to make it conform to the standards and expectations of others? Aquarius cares not for conformity. Aquarius wants to see what you've got. Aquarius wants to hear your most radical idea. It wants to see your eyes beam with truth and belief. It wants to hear that wild desire and dream that you hold within you because that, that is what is going to send tremors through the old, through the stale and stagnant old world. Aquarius lives for this shit. (laughs) It lives for the potential that lives out there beyond the containment of the norm and the path laid out for us. Aquarius is the one who, if you come to it saying, I've got a crazy idea, it will sit down and go, tell me what you got. Let's make it happen. And this new moon, it's got some powerful allies surrounding it and it's asking you to meet it there. How does that feel? (laughs) All right, I hope this episode has sparked something and that it's been helpful for you. If it has, it would mean the world to me if you shared it screenshot it and tag me on Instagram. It's the biggest thank you that you could give and it means so much. And don't forget to join us within Wild Kin. We're going to be gathering for our first ceremony right in the midst of all of this powerful energy. We'll be basking in the afterglow of this new moon and gathering on the evening of Lamas, that rich and potent portal within the earth's seasonal shifts and the wheel of the year. So you can sign up right up until February 2nd. The portal's already open. You can get instant access to the welcome portal and a little intro into the energy of February. It is three months, three intentional journeys guiding us into deeper attunement with the energies within and around us, communing with and really deeply receiving the wisdom that is held there so delicious and I can't wait to see your beautiful face inside the links in the show notes to sign up and you can join us there wildkin and there we have it have a beautiful new moon my love let it rain down inspiration and illumination for you bask in it there's a lot to take in so don't rush it or push through it savor it you know, and see what this new moon has to reveal to you. Go gently and with love, and I will see you in the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Weaving the Wild podcast. I'm walking my path here on Jaja Wurrung country, and I acknowledge the Jaja Wurrung elders past and present.